bowl game today, people. Get excited. Syracuse taking on Minnesota at Yankee Stadium. It is the pinstripe bowl. I'm amped. Owen's amped. We've got another man in the wings waiting who's amped. We're going to talk about it, uh, all the different aspects, who's playing, who's not playing, what do they have left, blah, blah, blah. It's on Locked On Syracuse. Start right now. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to your Thursday episode of Locked On Syracuse. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's Owen Valentine. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today we are talking Pinstripe Bowl preview. There's a lot to talk about, Owen, so let's just get right into it. I think uh, the elephant in the room for Syracuse is that there are a lot of players who have gotten them to this point in the season that will not be participating in this game, namely on the defensive end, uh, it's guys like Deuce Chestnut and Jihad Carter. On the offensive side, it's Sean Tucker, who won't be playing in this game. Matthew Bergeron, who won't be playing in this game. Courtney Jackson won't be there. There's a lot of names that will not be playing in this game for Syracuse. And as I know and you know, if you look around Twitter, a lot of people are asking the same question, who is going to play in this game? And, you know, obviously there's enough people to play in the game. And there's a lot of talent, but it's not the same team that you've seen for 12 weeks leading up to this game. Um, you've got LaQuint Allen, who's going to be your feature back in this game. Uh, Damian Alford's going to be your wide receiver. Devon Cooper's going to be there. Trevor Pena, Mari Hatcher, and Demarcus Adams, and of course, Aronde Gadsden. Uh, but the offensive line without Bergeron definitely takes a hit. How do you feel about it, Owen? I, I think you're nailing it right now. I was reading an article this morning of uh, a Minnesota preview of this game, and they, they just sort of listed out Syracuse's day one starters that will not play in this football game. And it's it's really alarming to see it in list form when you go Sean Tucker, Matt Bergeron, Garrett Williams, Deuce Chestnut, Jihad Carter, Courtney Jackson, Isaiah Jones, Terry Lockett, Stephon Thompson. That's absurd. Yeah. And uh, and Steve Linton, who is in, you know, not necessarily Steve Linton as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, that's absurd when you go from from day one of this season, your your starting line to what is and who is currently playing in this bowl game for Syracuse. And you're going to see a lot of, you know, faces that you're not necessarily entirely used to or elevated roles. Obviously, you'll see guys that, you know, you've seen for seven, eight games this season or in some cases, 11 of 12 games this season. But it's it's not a team that you really entered the season expecting to be playing at this point. And I will say this, you know, we're not necessarily talking about them directly yet. That's not the case for Minnesota. Big names for Minnesota are playing in this game. And guys are coming back for one last go in Maroon. And guys are playing NFL caliber guys like, I don't know, an NFL caliber running back that they have on their squad. Not afraid of playing in a bowl game, going out to break some records. Uh, to become the all-time leading rusher for Minnesota and to break their single-season rushing yards record. 
playing with a little chip on his shoulder to be a record breaker. Uh, it's not the case for Minnesota, right? But it is very pressing and very alarming for Syracuse. And I think it is an incredibly key facet in this being a 10 point spread right now when, you know, a week or two ago prior to a Sean Tucker saying, I'm not playing in this game to seven, seven and a half point spread. So this spread has shifted significantly uh, in Minnesota's favor. And it is a lot to do with who is not on the football field for Syracuse. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And this game doesn't really even remotely have the same feel that 2018 did going into the Camping World Bowl against a solid West Virginia team that wasn't playing its NFL quarterback in Will Greer, uh, where you kind of felt like Syracuse should have won that game. I mean, like, yeah, you went in thinking Syracuse is the better team and the other team doesn't even have their quarterback. Uh, so, sure, they should absolutely win. This time around, like you said, a lot of guys not playing for Syracuse. And for Minnesota, there's a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Mohamed Ibrahim, the running back, he is one of the best running backs in the country. 19 rushing touchdowns this year, nearly 6,000 yards. Or excuse me, whoa, 1,600 yards on the ground. <laughs> um, he's been He's been fantastic for the Golden Gophers this year. Now, the passing game is where things get a little bit interesting. Tanner Morgan, who has been a Golden Gopher for what feels like 100 years now. He's been... He played nine games his freshman season back in 2018 and has basically been playing ever since. Uh, he is injured. His status for this game is kind of up in the air. It's a little bit of a mystery. If I had to guess, I don't think we're going to see him. I think freshman quarterback Ethan Kaliak Manis. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Maybe Max Kaliak Manis. Uh, will yeah. uh, correct me when he gets on. But I think we're going to see him. He has not been good. For Minnesota, he has just above a 50% completion rate, three touchdowns to four interceptions. Uh, so Syracuse's very now, all of a sudden, young defensive back core will hopefully uh, take advantage of that. We're looking at guys like Jeremiah Wilson. Although, can he play since he went in the transfer portal and came back out? Or does he have to wait till next year to play now? What's the story with that? I, I don't know. Uh, I would assume he can play, but... Now that Maybe you mention it, that I don't know that might not be the case. Because if I he can't play, this, you're going to be looking at the, uh, yeah. Isaiah Johnson and Quan Peterson as your corners. Yeah, um, that, that's not what you want. And, and when you're looking at the quarterback situation for Minnesota, it, it looks like you know from what I've seen, what I've read, it will be the redshirt freshman and Kelly McManus to to come in and and be the guy and play this game. There was some talks, some rumblings that there is a healthy enough Tanner Morgan to maybe make a, yeah. a little a last game cameo uh, to be able to go off in a game that he's playing in, uh, in some capacity, maybe, you know, you can talk like this. It's a 10 point spread. I don't want to say that this is not a game that needs to be played, but maybe he can come in if Minnesota gets ahead uh, and, and do a little victory formation action. Uh, that would be something, you know, if you're on a Minnesota sideline, you'd be really looking forward to see. And, you know, it's not the not the big thing that you want to see if you are Syracuse. But it doesn't look like Morgan is is going to be playing in this one, even with, you know, some elevated health from from when I believe it was a double concussion or something like that uh, from during the season. But this is a team that runs the ball really well. It is a team that can can do things. And I will say with the, the case of Kelly McManus, he's played his best game of football the last time he went out there, putting up 320 yards against Wisconsin, 
with two touchdowns through the air. Uh, so he played his best game thus far the last time he was on the field against what is not incredible, but a, a decent Wisconsin defense. Uh, and so it's something with so many new guys funneling into the secondary for Syracuse that I think warrants some concern. And it's what I'm going to be looking at because you've got a really strong running game, which is where in the five losses Syracuse had this season, they were yeah. exploited Don't on the forget ground in pretty much every I feel single like we're, one. We're a little bit removed from those games right yeah. now, but don't forget that, you know, even in a game against Pitt where they didn't have Israel Abanacanda, they still ran all over Syracuse yeah. and it didn't matter. So Syracuse's defensive line uh, without some of the guys they've had this season, some injuries, and now you don't have Steve Linton. Of course, you don't have Stefan Thompson, who's out for the year uh, with an injury from earlier in the season. It's going to be difficult to defend the run once again, but we can't stop. We can't talk about Minnesota without talking about how good their defense has been 100%. this season. Only 13.3 points per game uh, for their opponents this season. That's good for third in the nation. A really, really good defensive team. They have 17 guys on the team this season with either a pass breakup or an interception. They have six guys with an interception. I mean, there are just. It's a real team effort on defense for them. There's a lot of talent on the defensive end. Tyler Newbin uh, has been really, really good for them. Uh, he's got 55 tackles on the year, a couple for loss, four interceptions, three pass breakups, a forced fumble, a lot of talent from him. Uh, this is going to be tough for a Syracuse offense to navigate when you don't have Sean Tucker, uh, you lose a wide receiver, and you lose your best offensive lineman. I don't know how Garrett Schrader is going to do it, but with a lot of rest and hopefully uh, some recovery from any injuries that guys have been playing through, you have that. Of course, that's on the Minnesota sideline as well, but I just can't see this being an easy effort for SU. No, not at all. I mean, you you look at a team that's, that's pretty staunch in terms of run defense and, and does a pretty solid job in, in defending the ground game, and you, you've got to shift into – you know, guys like LaQuint Allen and maybe Price as well, uh, who are going to be getting these carries, who are very much different running backs than Sean Tucker. And it's not necessarily what you want to see with your number one O-lineman sitting this one out. Although, as Max pointed out in our episode on Tuesday, that this is not necessarily his strong suit is run blocking. But still, your best of offensive lineman not playing. You're starting running back, not playing. And let's also talk about the fact that the secondary for Minnesota has two fifth-year guys, uh, a fourth-year or a four-year starter, I believe, and a sophomore for an average of four years experience between their four secondary players at the corners and the safeties in this game. There is so much experience. And with the guys that are actively transferring, the Syracuse receiving core is not as experienced as maybe you thought they would be. And, and that's something that, you know, you look at in terms of Schrader and what he can do. And is he going to be able to be as effective as a dual threat guy when, you know, you've got a defense that, that does a really good job and defends the run really well. And you are now a heightened focus of a run defense without Sean Tucker being, you know, as big a deal mentally. It's it's something that I, I think is, as I was reading a bunch of articles uh, up leading up to the game this week, 
you know, every time there's sort of this mashup or a matchup head to head, who's going to win this battle? Everyone's siding with Minnesota in every single battle that could be listed. And it seems warranted not to be entirely pessimistic headed into this game. But when you're looking at these two teams and where they sit and who is playing and who's coming back for both sides, I mean, Minnesota is, is outweighing Syracuse in every facet at this point, except for maybe yeah. quarterback as Syracuse has Schrader and they've got their second string guy. Just looking into it a little bit more. Newbin didn't miss the last game of the year with an injury. Um, he announced he's coming back next year, so I don't know if he'll be playing in this game. I think it's a little bit uncertain right now. Uh, but if he doesn't, that would be huge uh, for Syracuse. Well, let's take a quick break. And on the other side, Max Chadwick will join us for a chat with Chad. But first, I got to tell you about Bet Online. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. It's all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, they've got those too. They're the fastest and easiest way. To get your betting info, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And we bring on the man himself, Max Chadwick, for the final chat with Chadwick of the football season. Max, thank you for joining us. And thank you for once again going through our openless intro for you. We appreciate you. <laughs> No, I, like I said, it's it's the openless intro is the intro. It's now. the meta. So I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it's amazing that we're having a chat with Chadwick for a bowl game. Did not expect that going into the season. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited to go over Minnesota with you guys. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we touched on it a little bit, but you know, you're our you're our real brain here. What do we have <laughs> to know about this team? Well, I think you guys both nailed it. I, I mean, going Woo-hoo! into this, I think we going into it. Heck going yeah. in, <laughs> the big storyline for me, at least in this game, is that one, you got a very experienced team in Minnesota who's literally bringing back everyone. Like all their star players are like, no, 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 we're playing in this bowl game, which you don't really see a lot of days nowadays. You know, in a non playoff game, uh, your star player is playing in it, especially a guy like Mo Ibrahim, the running back for Minnesota, one of the best running backs in college football. He's playing, even though he's battled injuries this year, he's going to be a future NFL running back. And he said, no, screw it, I'm playing in this game. Meanwhile, Sean Tucker on the other side, not playing in this game for Syracuse. So the big storyline is Syracuse is going to be debuting a lot of inexperienced players in this bowl game. Meanwhile, Minnesota has a lot of experienced players. And I mentioned Mo Ibrahim. I mean, Minnesota runs the ball more than any other Power 5 team in the country, literally. They run the ball on 66% of their plays this year, which is highest in the Power 5, fourth in the country. The only three schools above Minnesota in terms of run rate are Air Force, Navy, and Army. And if you know anything about the service schools, they run the ball every single time they run the ball. And they run the ball over 80% of the time. So other than the service school, service academies, Minnesota runs the ball more than anyone else in the country because, like you guys mentioned, Mo Ibrahim, absolute superstar. Uh, he's got over 1,600 rushing yards this year, over 1,000 yards from contact. He leads the Power 5 in first down carries. He's 104 first down carries this year. I mean, he's an absolute superstar, and someone in Syracuse is going to have to contain if they want a chance in this game. And the other thing is, is that not only do they have a superstar running back, their offensive line is dominant. They have the highest run-blocking grade in college football this year, 88.4 grade, and it's led by the best center in college football, 
uh, John Michael Schmitz, who has a 92.4 grade, highest graded center in the nation. So John Michael Schmitz is an absolute superstar. Mo Ibrahim, absolute superstar. And another big storyline going into that game that you guys, again, touched on was, is Tanner Morgan playing in this game? Because if he is, that's a major red flag for Syracuse fans, at least, because Tanner Morgan has truly been fantastic this year. 90.9 grade. Uh, tied for sixth among all quarterbacks in college football. He was fantastic in the snaps that he saw this year. And then, you know, Minnesota, obviously, with their back at quarterback, hasn't been quite as good with him under center than it was for Tanner Morgan. So that's the big question for me is, is Tanner Morgan playing in this game? And how does Syracuse do with all of these new players that you're debuting at important, important spots uh, and Calic Manis is correct, by the way. I checked that for you guys as well. Ethan Calic Manis is how you pronounce his name. But, yeah, he's he's the guy for them. He's not great. Um, he's definitely not as good as Tanner Morgan, who, like you guys said, has been there forever. Um, but uh, as a big storyline for me is, is Tanner Morgan playing this game? They seem to be cautiously optimistic for him, but we don't know yet. And I think that's going to be a, a major, major storyline because you go from him with a 90.9 grade to Calic Manis is a 73.4 grade, which is a major difference. So, I think they're going to run the ball down Syracuse's throat regardless of who's under center, but they definitely are going to rely on the run game a lot more if Tanner Morgan's not able to go. And they have a superstar tight end, too, I forgot to mention, Brevin Spanford, um, who's also one of the highest-graded tight ends in the country. Again, uh, the secondary you guys brought up, too. He just highest- uh, he just announced he's coming back, too. Who? Uh, the tight end, Brevin. Oh, really? Oh, that's huge yeah. for them. He's, he's fantastic. Like, he is 90.6 grade. Uh, I actually didn't know that. That is massive news for them because he is one of the highest graded tight ends in college football. I mean, look right now, he's the third highest graded tight end this year uh, in the nation, second for power five. So he is a superstar tight end for them. And their their coverage grade, like you guys mentioned, their secondary is fantastic. The seventh highest coverage grade in the country as well. So this is a really, really experienced, really good Minnesota team. I was a lot higher in Minnesota than a lot of people this year. And I think Syracuse has got their hands full, especially – like you guys mentioned, without Deuce Chestnut, without Sean Tucker, without Matthew Bergeron, without Garrett Williams. Like, you just list off all these players that are not playing for them. It's going to be tough for them in this game. Max, did you have any high expectations for Minnesota early on in the year that maybe <laughs> aged poorly? Yeah, yeah, I did, actually. I, uh, I ranked Minnesota – top 10 in, in my ranking and I got a lot of hate and then I actually was with Owen that weekend and I was like dude Minnesota's gotta win this week they had a big game that weekend I was like they win I'm gonna look so great <laughs> blew it they blew it and I, I think Tanner Morgan that was when he got hurt too and uh that was when we were in, in Boston and I was like I need Minnesota and then they blew it and I'm like and I, look, I look like an idiot but uh yeah I was all in on Minnesota I think they're gonna win the Big Ten West this year they didn't end up doing that I think a lot of that had to do with injuries just to save a little face for me um but yeah not not a great take on my end saying they're a top 10 team in the country and Syracuse (laughs) beat Purdue who beat Minnesota (laughs) that was the game that that was the game yeah Purdue I think Purdue won the Big Ten West this year though so at least they lost to the Big Ten West champion though and when that happened (laughs) forgive me for a question that doesn't uh revolve around numbers but yeah. do you know the transfer portal rules? Like, can Jeremiah Wilson play in this game for Syracuse even because he went, he jumped in and out of the portal? I think he can. I think he can. Um, yeah, I think I don't think there's any there's anything that holds him back from actually playing. I, I think he's allowed to go in and come out and, and still be eligible for this bowl game. 
Okay, I'm going to see if they uh, dropped a depth chart to see if he's on it. No, they only have a Boston College depth chart. Wow, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen one um, All right. Uh, well, if you're curious, I mean, Emily Liker put up – it's a, a week or so old at this point, but put up a, an anticipated depth chart for this game over on okay. Syracuse.com if anyone's okay. looking for, for something, if they don't put one out in – you know, the 24 hours between when we're recording and when this game kicks off. Okay. Maybe I'll look at that. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Max, once again for your chat. We appreciate you. We've got to move on to our predictions now. But first, let me give you a PSA from the NHTSA. Let me run you through a little story right here. You're hanging out with some friends. You're putting back a few brews. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you're thinking of calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds of getting pulled over anyway? And even so, it's the worst that could happen. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly, and you could land in the slammer. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there this very minute, second, millisecond, looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Um, okay. Back here on Lockdown Syracuse wrapping up. It's prediction it's perfect, time, Owen. Perfect PSA for the New Year's time. Get it's a true. ride. Call Abide over. by it. Call Lyft. Get yourself um, Don't drive. The line I see for this game is Minnesota minus 10. Is that what you see? I do. Over under a 42. Whew. Which means that Vegas um, is saying 26-16. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is a, this is a game where I really – it's going to be hard to pick Syracuse. If Syracuse wins this game, it's going to be a miracle. Like really, it, Also, if Syracuse wins this game – there will be a new star on the team. Like LaQuint Allen yeah. will have to run for like, and it will have to surprise everybody or Damian Alford will have to go off or something like well that. Well said. Yeah. I like that. Or the defense is going to have to go nuts. So uh, I don't, I just don't see him winning it. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota in this game. I'm going to say they win it. 21. Uh, 13. Yeah, I think. I expect this to be a lower scoring game. Um, even though, I mean, the under or the over under is pretty low to begin with, especially for college football. Um, I expect this to be lower scoring, especially given like, you know, Ibrahim is going to have the ball a lot. They're going to keep the ball on the ground. Uh, clock's going to run. I see this as like, what did you say? 23, 13, 21, 13, 21, 13. I think this is a 24, 10 win like for Minnesota here uh, at lower scoring. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love for Syracuse to come out. And as you said, right, it's likely going to coincide with, with a new name being really excited or drawing and creating some excitement going into the off season and, and getting prepared. And, you know, maybe 
putting a smile on some Syracuse fans' faces, especially some football fans who are are looking for something right now um, because it's been a rough, I don't know, two, three months since the 6-0 yeah. start. Things have been rough, right? 0-5, you get a win against BC that was hideous, but it was a win. Uh, you have a lot of guys transferring out. You lose both your coordinators. Your recruiting class yeah, we didn't even is mention garbage. That. You have a so, top recruit flip on you the Friday yeah. after signing day. You have your number one recruit outside of that quarterback and Vincent Carroll Jackson flip on you on signing day. Okay, your transfers, you got a couple of okay names. You're losing a lot more than you're bringing in at this point. We're getting really excited about an Alabama guy who was medically retired, which means we don't know what's going on. All right? I hope they win because you need something to be like, okay, I don't hate my life as a Syracuse football fan. Oh, so what did uh, did Dino say about – the defensive coordinator, like Nick Monroe will be the defensive coordinator for this game, but Rocky Correct. Long will be, will Rocky be Long like over his shoulder, but he has Something influence. Like he said, like he has, he can, he can have influence. So he's going to be like, what if we're at a different player right here? <laughs> like, what, like, what does that mean? He's like, Nick, I don't know about that one. <laughs> is, is Rocky Long going to be like running things behind the scenes as if he is the actual coordinator? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Is he going to be um, uh, manipulating a manager like Aaron Boone as if he is a puppet? I don't know. Um, I well, don't know. maybe you are more optimistic than Owen and I, but we both see this as a Minnesota win and a Syracuse loss. Let us I know what is going to happen in this one. So do we. Or so do I. Um, but tweet at us. Let us know your scores or just pop it in the comments, whatever you want to do. Uh, we'll see it. And well, uh, maybe we'll react to go, it. Before you go. Let's throw this out there because it's our last football game of the year. And there seems to be some consistent confusion with our predictions. Despite us both predicting Minnesota wins, that does not mean we want Syracuse to lose. Can we just (laughs) put that out there? We want them to win. We want them to win win every game. game. We genuinely do. But for predictions, we all we want to be right for predictions. I'm trying okay? to give you the so facts. understand that even with both of us predicting near double digit wins for Minnesota, we want Syracuse to win the football game. So please don't get that confused. All right. I, yeah. I needed to address that before we sent this thing on the road. Okay. Well, thank you for listening once again to uh, the Lockdown Syracuse podcast. We appreciate it. Go make your second listen to the Locked On Sports Today pod. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around sports in 20 minutes. Get the, get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you tomorrow.